Howdy there, Anthony DeRowan, owner of the Death Parade Film Festival, making the announcement that our festival will be back to an in-person event this year, Saturday, December 3rd at the Prime Cinemas Theaters in Red Bluff, California. That is in Shasta County. Uh, that is two hours north of Sacramento, three and a half hours north of the Bay Area, and 30 minutes south of Redding. Uh, so if you're local in any one of those areas, this is the place to be for horror, thriller, and suspense. A full day of it at an amazing theater, uh, which we will have the full run of. Uh, you can expect dealer tables. You can expect an amazing photo backdrop for attendees taking a picture for keepsakes. Uh, you can expect rewards for attendees. Uh, you can expect guests, filmmakers, creatives. Uh, a panel will be held to break up the films. Uh, it will be an amazing experience for anyone who attended our 2019 event in San Jose. This will be like that and better, I promise you. Saturday, December 3rd, Prime Cinemas Theaters in Red Bluff, California. We will see you there. So, without further ado, let's present today's show. Grim and Bloody Podcast. Happy to have you here on this Sunday morning. Today we have Dylan Brown, writer and director of The Flock, uh, which is premiering today on P POV Horror App and Wicked Horror. Uh, thank you for coming on, Dylan. Thanks, guys. I'm super excited to be here today. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, joining me today is Kevin Nicholson. Uh, hey. Joe Flynn and um, both Alamega are out today, but Kevin and I are going to hold it down this morning. How are you doing, Kevin? Uh, I'm doing fine. I'm still, you know, wondering how Joe and Al got permission to do this, uh, you know, <laughs> but uh, we will deal with them, uh, you know, rather nastily later, you know. <laughs> there will be some blood involved in, 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 in all this uh, in all this stuff, but we, we, we soldier on. <laughs> Those of you who read uh, The Flock, we did uh, release a comprehensive review on the film. Uh, we enjoyed it. Um, we are happy to have Dylan on our show to talk about his film and the previous films uh, leading up to it because The Flock, is, it seems like a, uh, a continuation. Uh, this is a feature-length film that had a pretty good festival run. It is premiering on streaming apps, so you need to go watch this film. In fact, it's on Wicked Horror. And as I look through Wicked Horror, they already have some legitimate titles. So uh, congratulations, Dylan. I also understand that you have a previous title on Tubi that uh, is yeah. trending. So uh, yeah, much love to you. And um, yeah, all the best. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, jump right into it. So uh, The Flock, um, you want to give us a, like a quick rundown of what audience can expect, well, today that they can go ahead and start watching The Flock. Yeah, so, um, you know, as you said, it does belong in another um, like in a universe with another film but we did put it together in a way that you don't have to have seen the first movie to enjoy this one uh, and I purposely did that uh, which we'll I'll get into in a little while I'll give you a backstory but as far as the flock it's uh, it's found footage so you know um, shaky cam you know Blair Witch inspired all that when uh, 
that genre really started to take off in the 90s and it's kind of had a resurgence it seems like lately and for an indie filmmaker like myself it's it's a godsend to making a movie because you get away with all of the uh, the raw aspects um, but it's a found footage film about uh, really two groups we have a group of satanists who are looking for this cult called the flock they're using a hashtag and online uh, recruiting videos to get these people to come to some undisclosed location and so we have these these very serious satanists who are a little worried that the flock may be dabbling in some demonic uh worship that could potentially lead to some really dangerous consequences and they want to get there uh to make sure that everything goes smoothly because these people really really believe you know that this demon uh is is dangerous but in the wrong hands could be potentially like world ending uh and then on the other side we've got this group of mercenaries uh that are basically hired by the catholic church to take out demonic worship uh cults and things like that and they're they're sort of alluded to as being, um, you know, maybe behind the some of the famous cults that have, you know, had tragic endings like uh, Waco, Texas or something. That Maybe it wasn't the ATF. It was this holy trinity of Catholic uh, mercenaries. And so those two stories are told uh, through different camera perspectives with uh, a lot of first person, uh, you know, GoPros or uh, DSLRs, whatever. And then it just sort of bleeds together into the film that uh, that we put out there. Now, what I've found is kind of uh, uh, interesting is you have, you're doing something rare uh, with this that you're actually, am I understanding correctly, placing this, uh, the, the flock as part of um, what's known as the cryptid verse. Yes. So. And you are doing this with, along with Jake Robinson's The Wendigo and uh, Joshua Brucker's uh, Mothman. Talk yes. about that. And that, that has to be, you know, something where, um, you know, all three of uh, uh, of your, you know, uh, you know, production crews come together to uh, to exchange ideas and uh, and so forth to make sure everything is uh is kind of in line this is something similar to like the marvel universe um you know, marvel talk, on, a, yeah. on a budget <laughs> yeah <laughs> but talk about how that came about yes yeah, so that is actually uh an extremely exciting endeavor that, that we've got started so josh and jake and i uh, as well as a new filmmaker named hunter nino who's also on board um we're all dads we're all pretty new dads uh we worked nine to five jobs but we all wanted to make horror movies and we thought it's imp it's impossible it's a daunting task to do that and go home to a family and um but then we started talking we're like well that's just an excuse plenty of people do things and still balance uh uh you know professional working life and and families and so we created this group called the horror dads and uh we basically started just chatting together and we said, well, let's put these movies out and we'll sort of put them all under the same brand. And I don't even really remember what happened, but somebody at some point mentioned a shared universe and we thought, well, that's easy. We're all in production on our films right now. Let's just kind of throw in, uh, you know, some, some one-liners or we'll do a couple of small little Easter eggs that eventually, as everybody starts seeing the movies, they'll realize that they're all connected. 
Uh, and the Cryptoverse was sort of birthed from that. And we've actually got films for the next two years lined up to be in uh, a part of that. So it's actually got in, into a big um, sort of, uh, like you said, Marvel almost type realm, just obviously on a tiny budget. But we're really excited because it just doesn't seem like many horror movies and especially found footage have those uh, interconnected you know, storylines. So we feel like we're kind of something new with that. At least for, uh, you know, for Marvel, all they had to do was, uh, you know, just insert an end credit scene with Robert Downey Jr., um, you know, uh, coming to uh, oh, and the know, Hulk, Bruce yeah. Banner, coming to the Hulk and saying, I got a group that I'm uh, that I'm you know, bringing together because we got like a much bigger issue that we're going to be dealing with down the road. Why don't you come on over? So yeah. in your in your case, uh, you know, while you've got uh, uh, while you've got the uh, the flock and dealing with a with a with a demon cult, somebody mentions that oh, there's a there's a Wendigo that seems to be uh, you know uh, causing problems in North Carolina, uh, you know, some kind of mention like that. Now people, you know, connect the dots. Yep, that absolutely. is. <laughs> But you know, are you are you going to have uh, this is a situation where you're going to have like some uh, uh, you know some cross connecting of actors and uh, uh, and characters? Yeah. So uh, because we were mostly all in, you know, I was already basically in post production when I started really getting uh, serious about forming this group with these guys, yeah. and then uh, Jake. I think was in the middle of production and then Josh was gearing up. So many of us were so far in, it was really hard to come up with a really concrete way to connect them without just some kind of quick uh, little dialogue or whatever. But uh, there, there will be in the future, there's going to be a couple of characters. Like we have a, since it's a cryptid verse, um, you can obviously expect there will be more cryptid movies coming and we wanted to have uh like a um archaeologist or and a, a park ranger and stuff and those actors actually are going to start popping up in all of the movies uh and they will kind cool. of you know be that connecting tissue which will be really fun and then you're gonna have let's say the uh uh the you know the, the one final you know film that brings all the characters you know together for a massive effects laden uh, you know, uh, horror action thriller finale. Yeah. So the plan is we're going to do as many cryptid found footage horror movies as we can, uh, really until it just seems like it's time to bring them together. And we actually have a really fun story that's already in place about where they're all coming from and how it's all connected. And then as far as the big final movie, um, it would, and I say final because we all know that that actually won't ever be the final. We can probably keep going from there. But <laughs> but we do have, you know, like our Avengers style team up almost where we'll bring stuff together and then people will start to realize like sort of how all of this is happening. And it's actually it's going to be really fun because it's allowing us to work remotely, but together because we Horror Dads represents Illinois, North Carolina, um, Let's see, where is Hunter? Hunter's in Detroit, Michigan, I think, and then I'm all the way in Nevada. So uh, it's definitely, you know, we're spanning a large area, but we're still able to work together through um, 
just dropping Easter eggs or, and the fun thing with found footage is you can have people sell film and it works because that sort of fits with the aesthetic of the rest of the, the film. So we can have those people recording cell phone footage, you know, and then sending it to me and then boom, I plop it in and now it's connected to the next movie down the line and so on, so on. Uh, Dylan, um, yeah. I'm interested in the cast. You have a, a, a varied cast. They're all game for this uh, based on uh, what I've seen. Um, talk to me about how um, you were able to uh, assemble the crew and the cast. And um, usually with budgets, um, you kind of have to make some compromises here and there. But uh, because this film is doing so well, I'm curious as to the beginnings as once you had the script uh, laid down, uh, you said, let's go out and find the people. Um, how did that process go for you? So, um... Oh, this is a wild process. Um, you guys are probably going <laughs> to laugh, but but it is 100% truth. So as far as getting the core cast together, that was really thanks to my casting director, Jessica Grimaldo. She, uh, she happens to be family of mine, too, because she's related to my wife. But she knows a lot of the theater groups in town because she's been producing and directing and acting in a lot of live shows. So she brought me just a plethora of of actors who were really hungry to work, uh, especially with COVID because it, you know, it canceled so many live shows and people were just really down to get involved. And so she brought together a whole bunch of people, but the hardest thing was casting the mercenary characters. And I kept thinking, you know, I, I'm sure some of these actors are good, but I need the body type and I need the grit, you know, they have to look like hardened soldiers and stuff. So we put out a casting call and a couple of people showed up and uh, this one guy who ends up, he's in the movies under the, the code name ghost, Michael rock. Michael just blew everybody away. And I'm thinking to myself, well, this guy is a fantastic actor. Well, I found out he, he is a, he, he's a fine actor, but he's an actual green beret. And that's how he was so realistic with all of his gun movements and his knowledge of how things would happen. So he really sort of took the lead in terms of, almost like directing our mercs. Uh, and then Will, who plays our, our father character, I'm talking to him a little bit later. Oh, he was in the army and went overseas. And then I'm talking to another guy in the cast. He was in the army. Another guy in the cast, Danny, Chris Thigman, he was in the Navy. So suddenly I'm realizing we have all these actual uh, veterans in this movie that were veterans before they were actors. And so I didn't have a huge part for a lot of those characters but the more i was learning about them i actually just scrapped the script at like the halfway point and we literally just started writing new material until the film was over uh it was kind of just a paint by numbers thing as we were going i, I was really flying by the seat of my pants so we were uh we were talking about before the uh, before the show uh, kind of what your influence was at least the starting as far as starting you know the flock and the whole cult uh, like the film formula um, talk a little bit about uh, about that where you were I mentioned that you, you might have been impacted by movies like the omen and uh, uh, and so forth which uh, movies that foretell of a, of a cult and end of days, uh, mm -hmm. you know, scenarios and, uh, and things like that. Talk about that a little, a little bit. Were you influenced 
growing up with that oh, kind yeah. of film? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love movies from the 70s and 80s. Yeah. And uh, probably the one that got me the most interested in like a doomsday, you know, type end of days sequence was John Carpenter's... Um, Oh my gosh, I'm totally drawing a blank now that I have to say it. Uh, Prince of Darkness. Yeah. Um, and I, I always loved kind of the the just bonkers, like zany aspect of that movie because it really is just like an out there story. It's very, very John Carpenter. He he seems to have quite the the imagination for just doing the kind of the weird. And I, But I always loved that movie. And I thought, you know, I could do something that sort of has that that B-movie feel that's not really necessarily disturbingly scary, but it's fun. Um, and, you know, you can still have that creep factor. But I was really influenced by Dean Koontz's book, The Servants of Twilight, which I love. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, and I love Dean Koontz anyway, but Servants of Twilight I loved because he wrote a terrifying book without a single supernatural aspect at all. And it was all just a cult, you know, chasing this poor woman because they thought that her child was the Antichrist. And, and even the movie is actually really good. Um, yeah. It's it's probably one of the, well, I always feel like Dean Koontz has had the short end of the stick. He really has not had many good adaptations of his work. And uh, But well, Servants of Twilight was okay. The revelation uh, on Servants of Twilight at the end, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was like, I had, when I watched it, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, they were right. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, get, which, I get you. I get you. It's fair. And, and I don't know if you've read the book, but the book's yeah. even more like obscure with the ending where it really could go either way. You know, it's very, uh, very hard to kind of figure out exactly where he was going with it. But I love it for that because I've read it a couple times and, and I actually have changed my position multiple times upon reading it on exactly, yeah. you know, how he was ending that story. But yeah, so... I love that. I always thought it was so scary with, uh, well, you know, another one too was Sylvester Stallone and Cobra um, mm -hmm. with that cult. Those guys freaked me out. They just, it was so terrifying to me that you had this massive group of people that were running around a town just causing mayhem and, and the cops were afraid of them and that, that scared me. So when I did The Flock, um, I wanted to try and figure out like, how could I tell a cult story, but in a modern age and I thought immediately I went to those freaking YouTubers that my kid watches and I'm like these guys <laughs> have this massive audience and they could tell these kids anything and these kids will buy it up and they'll, they'll eat it up because that they think that it's the truth <laughs> uh, right and they think that it's gospel because their favorite YouTuber is saying it and so I thought you know what if we did our cult sort of using a hashtag and using social media and putting these videos out to sort of recruit people who might be a little bit lost or um, they're looking for that next sort of quick fix magic pill, you know, so oh, I'll just join this group and all my problems will go away. And then that's not the case. That's the modern day uh, high tech brainwashing. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, uh, you know, it, it does scare me actually. We've, we've limited our son to, how much he watches of that stuff because uh, a lot of it's just silly, mindless crap that, you know, has no benefit to him. But some of the other stuff, I actually start to, to worry about what they're pushing. Uh, um, and it's just, right. it's out there. It's out there e easier than ever with, with the way that uh, 
social media has that that outreach. Well, I, I was going to recommend you know if you're talking about you know some films that that you know may seem like uh, bear or bear a resemblance to the flock. Um, the uh, there's a film and you liked Servants of the Twilight, so I'll say there's a film called The Believers uh, uh -huh. from director John Schlesinger, uh, 87, 1987, 1988, which is uh, which deals with uh, with murders in the Santeria cult uh and uh, voodoo and uh so forth okay. it stars martin sheen uh as a uh uh as a uh, uh police psychiatrist uh who uh uh who gets involved i'm gonna i strongly recommend that one because that one's scary as can uh as uh as can be i'm gonna have to check that out something yeah, great the believers okay i'm writing and, it down i gotta actually yeah. have sticky notes here with notes so i'm <laughs> throwing that on there yeah uh martin martin sheen's one of my favorite like intense actors of all time uh you know so uh i definitely uh i definitely recommend uh recommend that so um let's talk about some of your other uh, uh your other work what you got coming next so i am i've been actually in production in secret for about three months on a project but i haven't said really uh, i haven't put it out there on my personal uh social media at all because uh the nature of what we're doing sort of requires me to be a little secretive about it um and i can't even really say why because it'll sort of spoil it but i can just say that i'm i'm i'd say probably 75 percent done i've got one more big filming day coming up in august to sort of wrap it all up it's going to be a big day it's like a 12-hour shoot but it should give us all the footage we need and uh it's very fun because it's sort of a uh it's a way for me to actually get in front of the camera this time which i'm i was nervous about but i am really excited to to show off my um acting chops i guess you could say and uh also sort of tell this very fun uh meta story um about my production company too as well as a, a great horror tale uh based on like a local legend so it's uh it's been really fun and it it's been really hard to keep it secret because i got to do some really fun costume work in my garage for a couple of weeks and i put my my skills to the test uh much to the chagrin of my wife who's had to see me out there doing just bizarre things for the sake of making this movie but uh I'm really, really excited about what we're doing. And it's about the thriftiest thing ever made. I think maybe all in will be about 500 bucks in because we had so much access to free things and so many borrowed things uh, to do this. And so I'm really excited about the fact that I'm making a movie that costs like virtually nothing. And looking back on it so far I've, as i've been cutting some of the footage together it's probably my best work to date too which is just sort of showing me that i don't need the excuse of oh i wish i had a bigger budget to do things and blah 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 i just needed the knowledge and now i, I feel like i really got this uh this train rolling along in the right direction well so you're um you're not going to have an issue like Marvel did with uh, Alfred Molina, you know, spilling the beans, uh, <laughs> you know, on this. You're not going to like, uh, you know, 
you're not putting it in the contracts of the for your cast that they cannot talk about this uh you know this film that we're working on no we didn't no. put it in there because it's it's pretty much a uh, about a five person team and everybody's on board with with what's going on um and really it's like if the if the beans were spilled today it wouldn't really you know matter and i think people would probably probably be more excited than me keeping a secret but the whole reason we're we're holding on to it is uh the horror dads group and i in october are having an ex called the exhibition of evil and all month we're going to showcase a bunch of our work through like a virtual film festival and it's going to be multiple short films that people haven't seen and then uh the flock's going to play my secret film will drop then and that's when everybody will find out exactly what it is it's like a, a secret showing so we kind of wanted to entice people to buy tickets to this virtual screening because it's like a very exclusive deal and uh you don't even know what the movie is until it starts very we're very inspired by joe bob uh, the last drive-in so we thought it'd be fun to have that surprise element uh but the really cool thing about that event is Josh Brucker, uh, Brucker's Mothman and Jake Robinson's Wendigo are also premiering for the first time ever during that event. So we have a lot of cool stuff happening. That's that sounds awesome. Like, yeah, like I'd love to be there. I, I'm looking at your. You've got a four-part found footage horror anthology coming up, which yeah. I, I I really I really want to see what's in the dark. But that uh, is going to be fun. That one. Uh, we are pretty much spending all of next year on just the one anthology. So, right. I mean, I have like a full year to make a 20 minute segment, Okay. but I'm tackling a very, like a deeply uh, personal story for, for a guy in this one. Uh, he's actually acting in two. And the fact that we're sort of uh, almost taking on some, some real demons that this guy has in the form okay. of a fictional story, I think it's going to be really fun for, for my particular, uh, uh, Dylan, uh, I've been, what do you call it? segment? I'm, I'm getting Excellent. the rap sign from our uh, from our from our producer. So we got okay. we got a wrap. Dylan, Thank you so much for joining us. Find you? Uh, we're on Facebook Horror mm -hmm. Nerd Productions right now. Also uh, Horror Dads Productions, which we will begin rolling into. Uh, Instagram Horror Dads Productions, and then Twitter, uh, same thing. Horror Dads. Dads is D A D Z, by the way. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. As today um, of this uh, recording, uh, the flock is premiering on Wicked Horror and the POV Horror app. Uh, we will definitely include links in the podcast notes where you can go ahead and uh, visit the, the film. Give it a watch. And uh, Dylan Brown, thank you very much for your time. Um, we wish you all the best and uh, we hope Horror Dads takes off. Yeah, thank you guys. I really appreciate the chance to come on and talk to you guys for a little while. Thank you very, uh, you know, very much, Dylan, and we hope to have you back, uh, you know, certainly as your exhibition of evil uh, gets underway. Anytime. You just just let me know. I'll be here. All right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Dylan Brown, everyone. Enjoy horror. Thank you. <laughs>